If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, hour two of the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, did you see? (laughs) There's... There are whoopsies and there are whoopsies. I saw yesterday, it was kind of during the show it came out, that Pakistan was mad. There, a missile got shot from India right overhead of Pakistan. Now, keep in mind, I need to explain something. You don't know a lot about this part of the world. I don't know a lot about this part of the world. But the India-Pakistan-China tension thing is very, very real. And remember, they're all nuclear powers, right? So it's not a small thing, but there's a lot of tension in there. And India and Pakistan in particular hate each other. They hate each other. And so there's all this border tension all the time. And so I saw it. I saw the headline and I thought, that's kind of odd. And the reason I said it was kind of odd was India and Pakistan hate each other. Yes, but India is not North Korea. You know, they're not just belligerently firing missiles into the sea every other day and giving the world the collective middle finger. So I thought I thought it was odd. It turns out it was an accident. I don't know. I swear. Yeah, this is the, it, the headline says, you know, I told you the headline. India says on Friday it accidentally fired a missile into Pakistan because of, and I quote, a tactical malfunction during routine maintenance. On the 9th of March, 2022, in the course of routine maintenance, a tactical malfunction led to the accidental firing of the missile. It is learned that the missile landed in an area of Pakistan. While the incident is deeply regrettable, that's also a matter of relief. There's been no loss of life due to the accident. All right. Are we believing this? No way, right? Now, I fully admit... I don't know exactly what it takes to fire off a missile. I, I do think it's probably more than a, whoops, my finger slipped. Like, you know how I accidentally hung up on someone last night? Because if I just click the mouse thingy, just the left click of the mouse, it hangs up the phone. I I bet it takes more than that to fire a missile. And you, quote, accidentally fired the missile right into the country you despise. There's no way we're buying that, right? What, Chris? What? I know it was already aimed at. Look, maybe that's it. Maybe it is easier than I think. You watch the beauty of this show now. We'll show up and we'll have 10 emails on Monday. Or we'll probably get them before the show's over. We'll have 10 emails that'll be like, no, Jesse, this is what it takes. It is that easy. <laughs> All right. It is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Before I get to that, I do want to play Heavy D. Ron DeSantis in Florida is putting on a clinic for other Republicans in the country on how to deal with the communists and their mouthpieces in the media. They tried to go after him about this bill, 
This is how it's done. Does it say that in the bill? Does it say that in the bill? I'm asking you to tell me what's in the bill because you are pushing false narratives. It doesn't matter what critics say. It says it bans classroom instruction on sexual identity and gender orientation. For who? For, for grades pre-K through three. So five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds. And um, the idea that you wouldn't be honest about that and tell people what it actually says, it's why people don't trust people like you because you peddle false narratives. And so we disabuse you of those narratives. And we're gonna make sure that parents are able to send their kid to kindergarten without having some of this stuff injected into their school curriculum. Chris, I have a new word I'm gonna use tonight. No, yes I am. Yes I am, disabuse. I think I can use this word correctly. I think I can use that word Look, if you don't think if you don't think I can use that word correctly, Chris, allow me to disabuse you of that notion. Boom! Nailed it right off the bat. Golly, I knew I was gonna be able to do it. That was me. That was me dropping a bomb on you. I just disabused you of a notion, Chris. Now, before I get to the Ask Dr. Jesse questions, I should give a quick update on the people leading the country. Uh, Chris, Joe Biden got up and spoke today about oil. And before you play the Joe Biden clip about oil, I just want to make sure, I really want to make sure we all understand what the goal is. We all understand this is what Democrats have been saying for a long time. We are going to have to graduate from the gas tax because we're going to have to graduate from gas. I've argued against any more oil drilling or gas drilling on federal lands. There's no question I'm in favor of banning fracking. So, yeah, and, 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 starting, and starting with what we can do on day one around public lands. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, it would be, we, would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated and no more subsidies for either one of those, either any fossil fuel. Okay, well, they want to stop oil. Well, clearly, I mean, they think oil is poisoning the earth and they want to they don't want any more oil. You just heard it. Those weren't my words. You just heard it, which is so funny because then I heard Joe Biden get up today because gas prices are killing everyone and they're they're blaming Joe Biden for everything. That's what people do. And he should shoulder a lot of the blame for gas prices. Joe Biden got up today after all that anti oil talk. And he said this. We blame Biden for rising gas prices. And it goes on to explain why gas prices are so high. Washington Post op-ed by, uh, by um, Dana Milbank. Opinion, Biden heated Republicans' plea to ban Russian oil. They pounced. And it goes on to talk about why it's gone. Don't let anybody tell you anything you did supporting the idea that we block Russian oil coming into the country, which is, and I said at the time, prices are going to go up for gasoline. It wasn't anything we did. And by the way, you're in a situation right now where if Hold you on. take a look. Pause it real quick, Chris. Idea. Pause it real quick. Just, just pause it. He sounds great, by the way, not finishing a sentence. But, but he also just got done saying, I said when we banned Russian oil that the cost would go up. And then I'm pretty sure his, the next words out of his mouth were, it wasn't anything we did. Well, you just said it's anyway, unpause it from there, because that's not the best part. Go on, Chris. The idea that we block Russian oil coming into the country, which is good. And I said at the time, prices are going to go up for gasoline. It wasn't anything we did. And by <laughs> the way, you're in a situation right now where if you take a look, the idea, can we uh, uh, pump more oil? There are now 
uh, uh, now five, there are 172 gas and oil rigs running. Now we have, there are 519 in operation before this all began. But guess what? They have over 7,000 permits to dig oil if they want. Why aren't they out pumping oil? They're, thank you. Why is they out pumping oil? Why does, because they've said why does he want them out pumping oil? I don't understand. Remember, they all campaigned on it. It's part of the party platform that oil was somehow evil and destroying the earth. Again, you, you heard it. We are going to have to graduate from the gas tax because we're going to have to graduate from gas. So why do they want more gas now? Anybody? Is this thing on? Anyone? It's so odd. Just remember, remember this. And make sure you tell family and friends this because it is important that people wake up and realize this fact. You don't even have to give me credit for it. I don't give people credit for anything. I just steal other people's work and take all the credit for myself. It's called leadership. Make sure family and friends understand there's nobody in the Biden administration right now sitting around hand-wringing about inflation or the cost of gas. They don't care. They're only worried about who you blame for the problem. That's, that's the reality of it. We have evil people who lead the country. All right, it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Hey, Jesse. I'm wondering what are some of the things on your bucket list? Um, hey, Chris. He said, tu mayo habla mi nombre, senor. And I'm almost positive that means I can say his name, right? I speak a little Mexican. I think that's what, no, I think that's what it means. I'm not sure that's what it means, though, so I don't want to say anything. All right, I'm not saying anything because I'm not 100% sure. I know nombre. Nombre means uh, name, so I know that. Uh, I don't know what mayo means. I, th- their definition is most definitely different than mine. I, don't, I know I habla a little bit. For a little, you know, forget about it. Forget about it. Bucket list. I, all right, I'm a little different. <laughs> Maybe you can tell. I'm a little bit different. I'll be honest, and that this is gonna initially this is gonna sound like I'm I'm touting myself up as some saint or something like that. And as you know, that's not the case. I'm a terrible person. A terrible person. But as far as bucket list things go, I don't have any kind of a bucket list for things, really. I just have never been that way, even as a kid. You know, even when we were hard up for cash, I didn't have a desire for stuff. I had a desire for experiences. That's why, I've, uh, that's why I've done so much in my 40 years. So many different walks of life, flat broke, selling RVs, construction, Marine Corps. I just have this obsession with experiences, with uh, as morbid as it sounds, with dying with some stories. I want to experience things. So I don't sit around and think, well, I want a new uh, Lamborghini or something like that. I, 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 want, a big, I want a bigger house. I, 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 don't, I don't. I have everything I need. I do have some experiences I want, though, very much. Some of these are going to be a little bit costly, and the suits are going to have to give me a little bit of time off for some of this stuff, Chris. <laughs> All right, I'll give you one of my, my number one bucket list experience. I will give it to you in just a second, and maybe I'll bring you along. But first... Have you been practicing with your weapon? I don't know what the future is going to bring. You don't know what the future is going to bring. I think we both know it's probably a little uncertain, possibly even a little bit dangerous. People getting hungrier, more desperate, more anxiety out there, more drugs. More... Practice with your weapon. 
There's no downside, right? No one's ever practiced too much with their weapon and thought, oh, dang, I'm too good of a shot. It's never happened. And so you might be thinking to yourself, I can't afford ammunition. I don't want to spend the gas to drive to the range. Dude, I'm right there with you, brother. Get a Mantis X. Those Marine Corps guys you love in boot camp in Paris Island, they're using Mantis X. Those Special Forces guys, the Green Beret types, they use Mantis X. The professionals use Mantis X. It will put you through drills inside of your home. Real feedback inside of your home without firing a shot. Go to MantisX.com and get yours today. That's MantisX.com. Go now. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And remember, if you missed any part of the show, the whole thing's available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Also, you can email the show. You can email it during the show. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions, all are welcome. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I'm going to get to my bucket list, number one bucket list experience thing here in a second. I do want you to know, though, stop stressing about inflation. Kamala Harris is obviously all over it. And if I can ask you, Madam Vice President, President Biden has said that Americans will feel some pain for the sake of defending freedom and liberty, but there does seem to be no end game in sight. How long should Americans expect? How long should we be bracing for um, this really sort of um, historic inflation and some unprecedented gas prices? Sure. In terms of uh, the discussions that the president, Johannes, and I had, uh, they ranged in subject, including the issue of the Black Sea, and I'll let him explain in more detail as he would like. Uh, but we are, again, fully aware and apprised because we are in constant communication with the president, with his administration here about the concerns that they have about the entire region and, frankly, the vulnerability. All you have to do is look at the map. (laughs) In case you're wondering, I didn't edit that clip. Chris, you didn't edit that, right? That is unedited from today. Kamala Harris. Hey, what are your thoughts on inflation? This long, uncomfortable pause and then starts talking about the Black Sea. (laughs) All right. The Ask Dr. Jesse question was bucket list things. And I was saying, I don't have a list of, of things I want. Honestly, if, if, I had to, if I had to come up with a list of things I wanted, it'd be mostly cool stuff. Like, I want, uh, I want better NVG. I want better night vision, night vision goggles. I'd like to spruce up my at-home kit for my magazines and stuff like that. Like, little stuff. Um, so I don't want boats and houses and, and, and things like that. I just never have been that way. I want experiences, and I have always had this dream. Um, this was what, what a year was Hurricane Harvey? About four or five years ago, there was Hurricane Harvey, and leading up to Hurricane Harvey, I was I was I wasn't doing any media at all. I was still selling RVs, but I was getting more active on social media and and it's getting a little more popular. No big deal. Just it was just super popular, Chris. What, Chris? It's fine. Anyway. One of my buddies, he worked for a magazine. I'm going somewhere with this. Just hang with me. He worked for a magazine. And this magazine was doing these cruises, these World War II cruises in Europe. 
And because I had served, I wasn't no great warrior or anything like that, but because I was a veteran, they wanted to give away two tickets to this World War II cruise in Europe. You would essentially go to London and check out, you know, Churchill's bunker and all this stuff. And then you'd get on this ship and you'd take it to Normandy and do like this cruise through Europe. And so that gave me this idea. And by the way, the reason I brought up Harvey was, get this, how heartbreaking is this? I was scheduled to go the day I was supposed to fly out Hurricane Harvey hits Houston and shuts down the airport. No one can get in or out. I didn't get to go, and it just stayed there. Anyway, but it gave me this idea. This is my dream, and obviously I'll never be able to take this much time off of work, and I'm not going to be able to have this much money. I mean, I can't even imagine how much money this would cost, but here's my dream. I get a group of fellas together. We can bring, look, we can bring the women along. We can bring the women along because the wife is definitely going to want to go. So we'll bring, we'll drag the old ladies along. All right. But here's where we meet. We meet in Hawaii somewhere, maybe, or more ideally, we all find a way to meet at Midway Island. You know where Midway Island is? What Midway Island is? They call it Midway for a reason. I know it's way out there, Chris. Don't crap on my idea before I get it finished. And it, sorry, sorry, I had to yell at Chris really quickly. Midway, they call it Midway, because if you look at the island of Midway, it's like Midway between Asia and America. It's just out there in the middle of the ocean. That's where we fought the Japanese. We ambushed the Japanese fleet and turned the tide of World War II. So that's where I would like to begin. Now, we're going to meet there, but waiting for us there is going to be a gigantic yacht. And I mean one with all the trimmings. No, I'm not going to own it. I don't have any need for it after we're done with this trip. But I mean swimming pool, helicopter pad, a full staff for us to make us, you know, Totino's pizza rolls and Kraft Mac and anything else we want. Full staff, jet skis, you know it. But we meet at this yacht. Let's call it a group of 20. 20 is probably reasonable, right, Chris? So obviously I'll take the best bedroom and everything and then I'll leave the rest for everyone else. But what we do is this. We take, gosh, it would probably take a few months, I would guess at least. And we begin at Midway and we have set up for us a professional tour guide at Midway. And we meet at Midway. It's just this little spit of a reef. It would take about five minutes to walk through it anyway. And he gives us a little World War II history tour of Midway. This is where the Japanese Zeros came in. This ship fell down here. Maybe we do some snorkeling and check out some wreckage of something. And then we pile on our yacht. We start eating pizza rolls. And we start heading west. Where are we going? The next island in the Marine Corps and Army, Marine Corps and Army, the Marine Corps and Army's island hopping campaign through the Pacific. And at every island, we have set up for us a tour guide on the island, and he gives us a tour of the island. This is how the battle went. This is where they fought here. And understand something. There's stuff like this out on YouTube. I wish I could give the guy some credit. We reached out for him once to see if we could get him on the show. And he stiffed us. I think he's a huge liberal. But there's some guy on YouTube who did a, a mini version of this with a couple islands. Understand on many of these islands, most of these islands, there's all kinds of stuff left behind. There's old tanks left behind and old shell casings and old like old bunkers. All the bunkers, they didn't just dig them all up. 
They just left a lot of the stuff there and left. And we go on a months-long tour on our yacht through the various Pacific islands and get a tour through the island checking out all the World War II stuff. You want to talk about bucket list? That's on my bucket list. Obviously, I'll never be able to afford that, and I'm never going to be able to take that much time off work, but gosh, that would be so sick. Now I'm all fired up. Chris, why are you sneering? You know what? Hang on a second. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. We just had one about my bucket list item. And in case you missed it just really quickly, my bucket list is get on a huge yacht, I mean absurdly cool yacht, at Midway Island with you know 20 people and take months and go through a yacht tour where we get personalized tours of all the World War II islands of the island hopping campaign. I think it would be sweet. Chris, of course, sneered at it because he's a huge loser, but he did point out the fact that we wouldn't be able to afford it. Chris, look, you're the Jewish one here. Ballpark how much money we're talking about? $10 million? More than $10 million? $20 million? Yes, I want to rent a yacht with personalized tours, and we need a staff on the yacht to make our pizza rolls and nachos and stuff like that. $20 million? $20 million's got to cover it, right? Maybe $20 million? Do you, do you think we could befriend a billionaire and have him maybe do this with us? I know Jeff Bezos isn't going to do it, Chris. We'll find a Republican billionaire. You know what? Never mind. Your dreams suck. Jesse, my company, the world's largest engineering firm, just announced it is, it's closing its offices in Russia and stopping business there because it wants to protect its ESG score. We don't have any offices in Ukraine, but they are looking for ways to get involved. Why does an engineering company need to get involved in global politics outside of what it is needed to build things? <clears throat> it's a great question because you hear this a lot and maybe you've said this a lot. I'm sure I've said this a lot. You look around and you say to yourself, why is everything political now? Everything's, everything seems political now, right? Politics, seem, it has to be in everything. I, I was a kid. You were a kid. You remember everything being political when you were a kid? I told you my parents aren't big, aren't hugely political. They're more political now than they were before. But when I was a kid, we never talked politics in my house ever. I didn't even know what we were. So I believe I was in, in kindergarten. I asked my dad. I was curious. I'm like, hey, are we Democrat or Republican? He said, we're Republican. And that was it. There, there was no, <laughs> this is my dad. There was no extended conversation after that. That was it. And so I was just, okay, well, Republicans, what we are. Everything's political now. Every TV show, every movie, every class, they've made math political. They've brought politics into math. And this guy brings it in an engineering company. Why is an engineering company getting involved in politics? 
Well, remember, this all comes back to, one, the education system, and two, the mentality of the communist. I saw something yesterday. Actually, this is a great example of it. I saw something yesterday. Uh, Chip Roy. Chip Roy is a congressman. He's a congressman from here in Texas. He's not only a congressman from here in Texas, he's my friend. So full disclosure, he is my friend, but he is one of the very, very good ones. He's one of the ones blasting Republicans as much as he blasts Democrats. It doesn't matter who he is, but set, set that aside. Chip Roy's a Republican. He's got, a, he's got an opponent right now, a Democrat opponent. Her name's Claudia Zapata. Claudia Zapata is her name. I think I did that right. Claudia Zapata. All right. Well, her mom had an accident. This lady's mom had an accident. Okay. Now she's running a nasty campaign against Chip Roy. What did Chip Roy do? Chip Roy sent her a private message sending prayers for her and her family about her mom's accident. So think about that. Two competitors going after each other. Nasty campaign. Chip Roy steps up, sends her a private message, says, hey, prayers for your mom. I know, I know we're political competitors. Prayers for your mom. Do you want to know what Claudia Zapata's response was to his private message? She publicly, publicly said this. Chip Roy messaged me, sending prayers to me and my family in regards to my mom's accident. Thank you. But do those, do those sympathies extend to my Afro-Latina family members? You were one of three to have voted against making lynchings a hate crime. Your actions speak louder than words. Now, right now, you're either rolling your eyes or you're screaming at the radio or your phone or bashing your head off the steering wheel or doing something. You're, you're revolted by this person. And I'm revolted by this person, obviously. But it goes back to what we were talking about. Why, why would an engineering company get involved in politics now? Why is politics in everything? Remember, the communist does not view politics as a side thing. Communism isn't an ideology to him. Communism is his religion. And have you ever met a devoutly religious person? Are you a devoutly religious person? Is there something your religion isn't involved in? If you're a born-again Christian, is there anything in your life you take Jesus out of? Or is everything in your life viewed through that prism? Everything, right? Well, if you understand the communist is as devout to his evil religion as you are to yours, then you'll understand it better. The communist filters everything through that. Why do you think there are so many instances throughout the last hundred years of communism where communists have their own family members murdered? Oftentimes, not even through coercion. They'll just, they'll, a husband will just report his wife. She'll get shot in the back of the head. How could you do that? Why would you do that? It, can, it, it is everything to them. So why would an engineering firm get involved in politics? Well, back to what we were talking about in the first hour. If you missed it, go to iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes just to download the podcast. Back to what we were talking about in the first hour. Why would that happen? Well, the people who run these major companies now, Disney, Coke, this engineering firm, everyone, they've all gone through years of communist education here in America. Part of communist education isn't just hate yourself, hate your country, hate your values, hate your parents, all that stuff. Yes, that's part of it. Another part of it is you have to be an activist, an activist. 
The communist doesn't look at anything, ever, ever, anything, and says to himself, oh, you know, let's leave that alone. Let's not, let's not go there. They can't make themselves do it. It must be involved in everything. Uh, there's a new Lord of the Rings series coming out on Amazon. Full disclosure, shut up, Chris. I like the Lord of the Rings stuff. I'm not a nerd, Chris. I don't like a lot of that stuff. I just like, you know what? Forget about it. There, I do enjoy the, the six movies. I like, I like the messaging behind it, good versus evil. I enjoy it. I like watching them with my boys. You're probably a Lord of the Rings fan, or at least you know what it is. And you know, it's just all standard good guys, bad guys, swords and shields and things like that. This new Amazon series is coming out, and apparently it's just all cultural Marxist filth. All of it. All of it's about race and trans and whatever you could possibly do to ruin Lord of the Rings. They did it. That's that's the word. The word is this new series is just going to be garbage. And so I hear from so many people, Jesse, why would they do that? How would that? Why would they ruin Lord of the Rings? Why? 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 Why is always the question that comes up. Why would they? Why would they? Well, you must understand if you're one of these communists and you're sitting down to write this new Lord of the Rings series. And you're, and you're putting it out on Amazon and you're director and producer and writers. You, for you, it would never occur to you to put politics in it. You just want to see the story, right? Well, for the communist, it would never occur to him to keep his politics out of it. His politics, it's his religion, remember. He's not going to keep his God out of a series he's writing. That's, a, that's an opportunity to push communism. He's, in his mind, he's not writing a series for entertainment, for, for your family to enjoy and them to enjoy. That, that would never occur to him. He doesn't, he doesn't have those kind of missions in life. His mission is to push his sick, depraved ideology on you and your kids. It would never occur to him not to do it. Why would an engineering company get involved in politics? The people who run that engineering company? It would never occur to them not to get involved in politics. That's how they've been trained for decades in America's sick education system. All right. On that happy note, somebody wants to know what my last meal would be on death row. That, more Biden, more Dome, all that's still to come on the Jesse Kelly Show. Now, let's talk really quickly about the health of you and your family. You've heard me talk about Eden Pure Thunderstorm a bunch, a bunch when it comes to things like my allergies and how it has cleared up my allergies. And gosh, that has been wonderful. You've heard me talk about that. I, I think I need to clarify. That's not an illusion as far as it cleaning the air. It actually does clean your air continuously. That means it kills viruses and mold that are in your air. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm has helped keep my family healthy. There's a reason I don't own one. I own three of these things. In the coming days, I don't think any of us want to spend money on a doctor's visit, right? Go to EdenPureDeals.com because they have a deal for my listeners. If you use the discount code JESSE3, that's JESSE and the number three, you save $200 on a three-pack. Go get a three-pack. That's what I have. EdenPureDeals.com. The code is JESSE3. Be healthier. the jesse kelly show chris i do have to say i enjoy every time you play phil collins one because phil rocks two 
the hate mail we get for Phil Collins every time. There's so, I don't understand it either, Chris. There's something, there's something about Phil Collins that grades on people. He's as American as apple pie, even though I think he's from England. He's American. In my mind, by the way, why do all the foreign singers, why do they all sing with American accents? I've never understood this. How does the accent get eliminated the second you start singing? I can't tell you how stunned I was when I found out Led Zeppelin wasn't from America. Gosh, that was devastating. No, they're not, Chris. They're not. Are they? I don't think they are. No, no, they're British, you idiot. I hope so. Dear menu whisperer, I'm fascinated with what people pick for their last meals on death row. What, Chris? Are they from Are they from England? I told you. Man, you had me questioning myself. Don't. Don't ever make the Shogun question himself again, Chris. <laughs> Dear Menu Whisper, I'm fascinated with what people fic, fic, with what people pick for their last meals on death row. Mine would be a five guys double cheeseburger burger with no lettuce and tomato and their fries, cherry Pepsi, but with maraschino Maris cherries. I don't know what that means. And a piece of McAllister Deli chocolate spoon loving cake. Gosh, that's intense. I'd like to know what your death row or last meal would be, but you have to be specific. Okay, first thing. Speaking of, of five guys. Imagine a future. Quit, Chris. That's not funny. It's quit. Don't laugh. It's fine. We can make some jokes on the show. What? Chris asked if you're wrongfully imprisoned. What difference does it make if you're going to die either way? This is your last meal, buddy. You're not, you know what? Sit this one out. She, first of all, she said five guys. And I need to be clear about this. I'm not ripping on five guys. I enjoy the quality of five guys. And as much as it pains me to sound like Chris on the show, it's a little expensive. I remember the last time I went into five guys, I had a little bit of sticker shock. I ordered nothing special, a, a, a double cheeseburger, fries, and a water because I like to stay healthy. And it was like $14. It was a, it's a lot of money for a burger and fries, but I, I understand you get what you pay for and it's a quality burger. That was a lot of money. I thought it was expensive. But anyway, setting that aside, my last meal, last meal. Um. The bur- it would be a Jesse Kelly cheeseburger. I gave out the I gave out the recipe again this week on the show, so you're gonna have to go download that show if you want the recipe. I know we joke around a lot. Believe me, I'm looking at you right in the eye right now. I'm dead serious. I make the best cheeseburger on the planet. So go download that that episode and enjoy the best burger recipe out there. And if you can't download the episode, I think a bunch of people have blogged the recipe for my burger by now, which is hilarious. It's so funny. It is so funny that a bunch of people have blogged it. What a wild life. Anyway, so I would have a Jesse Kelly cheeseburger. For a side, I would have chips and queso. I'm a chips and queso freak. I would eat chips and queso for every meal. If 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 the chips and queso was available for every meal, I would. Chips and queso. Uh, a milkshake. And I know this is going to sound boring. I like just a good vanilla milkshake. I like a good vanilla. Don't turn your nose up. I like a good vanilla milkshake. Okay, so burger, chips and queso, vanilla milkshake. Uh, obviously, no, no vegetables. For dessert. Oh, man. For dessert. You know what? For dessert, the wife, you know what she makes? She makes this berry cobbler. But hold on. Stay with me here. She makes this berry cobbler, but on top of the berry cobbler, instead of it being normal cobbler top, not that there's any problem with cobbler top, 
but it's a sugar cookie top on the cobbler, so it's a little extra crunch and crisp with it. And then she makes homemade vanilla ice cream with the homemade berry cobbler, and she pulls the berry cobbler out, and I always want to get to it before it cools off properly, and she yells at me, Jesse, let it cool. You're going to burn yourself again. And I think, no, it's fine this time. And every time I go in too early, so I scoop out some of the hot berry cobbler into a bowl, and then I take some of the fresh homemade vanilla ice cream, and I dump it on top, and the vanilla ice cream starts to cool it off and melt down inside and it's to this delicious, creamy, vanilla-y, berry goodness. The last time I ate it, I ate so much I made myself sick. It's that good. No, Chris, it was worth it. It was worth I almost went and purged just so I could do it again, buddy. That's very healthy for you. Dear Oracle, you've been captured by the enemy. They believe you have information and intent to extract it out of you. Would you rather it was the Tower of London, 1597, or North Vietnam, 1967? He says I can say his name. Oh, gosh. Of course, we're talking about torture. And various types of torture. Uh, you know what? Speaking of torture, let's let's just go here quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Quit, Chris. All right. Let's just go over things here. Tower of London. Tower of London was no picnic. I'm not going to act like it was any kind of a picnic. It was brutal beyond belief. Let's set that aside. North Vietnam. What our Vietnamese POWs went through was awful. And the part of part of how terrible the Vietnamese POWs what they went through. Part of the reason it was so bad was the jungle and the miserable climate, and there's so much disease. And if you read their stories, it's not just you know the beatings and things like that. It's that they were so sick so much of the time. And you look, we're not going to elaborate on this because I realize maybe you maybe you're eating dinner or just ate dinner. But think about this. Think about this. You're locked away from your family. You don't know if you're going to be executed every day. You're being beaten regularly. The water you get is not exactly coming out of a clean water bottle, okay? So you're not getting clean water. You're not getting an overabundance of food, so you're miserable. You're sleeping on the floor, on some kind of concrete floor. You have all these things in your mind. All that alone is miserable enough. All of it alone is miserable enough. But then when you read their stories you find out how many of them had dysentery. you have any idea what it's like to have dysentery? Oh, I've had the pleasure. I I need to clarify something, and then we're going to motor right along here. When you have dysentery, it's not as if you have to use the bathroom whenever you can get there, or it's not as if you have to use the bathroom really badly. It's you're about to use the bathroom. And on top of that, it feels like a couple little dwarves are playing with knives inside of your guts while you're having to use the bathroom. It is not a pleasant experience. So when you add that on top of everything else, that, that probably makes North Vietnam one of the worst ones. However, 1597, I'm assuming you're going to talk about the Spanish Inquisition. Do you know what they used to do to people during the Spanish Inquisition? I'll tell you what. Buckle up. We're going to take a little walk through the Spanish Inquisition before we get back to more politics and ask Dr. Jesse questions. But first, you heard what I said earlier in the show in case you missed it. Goldman Sachs. Don't have to take my word for it. Goldman Sachs 
They come out today and they say they could see 35% inflation happening just this year. Just this year. Are you ready for a 35% reduction in what you're worth? I'm sure not. When I tell you to go get some gold from Oxford Gold Group, it's really moving from a, I think you probably should to a, this is kind of a necessity type thing. Oxford Gold Group will deliver real gold to your front door. Call 833-995-GOLD. Tell Oxford Jesse told you to call. They make it totally easy. They will take good care of you, but you need something hard in your hands that has value. Oxford Gold Group. Give them a call today. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.